Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. My guest today is Marlon Anderson. And we're going to talk about an uh, article that was in the Time Union a few days ago about the uh, representation on the council by black and Hispanic members and, and talk about what they've done for the community. Marlon, the reason that interests me is I recently had a chat with Leon Van Dyke, who is with the brothers. And yes. when when he was uh, with the brothers back then, he said there was only one black common council member. And now uh, people of color are in the majority in the in the common council. From your perspective, you know, you go around the community, you talk about issues. What do you think that the um, uh, the representatives that we have on the common council are serving the needs of the community effectively? Understood. Yeah, well, right now, like I said, again, you know, the progress, like in anything in this nation, not just here in this region, has been very slow for people of color. But, you know, it's been slow, but it's been steady. So that's one of the things we can say about the process. It's good for it to expand from, you know, having one council person or one race or one person of color representing the entire region. You know, we went through those through those times when we had like one individual and we had like, you know, they had Nebraska race as the voice of the region, things right. of that nature, you know. So we've come a long way from having just one individual, you know, that but as as the go to for people of color to where we at now with uh, uh, a majority of people of color in the council. But I think it's too soon to uh it's too soon to make judgment on what their effectiveness has been as you know as a majority because you know a lot of these people are are new to the council a lot of them are very new to uh politics and and community service a lot of them are very new to politics and community service so it's going to be a while before we can judge it now you know the individuals that are have been been there for a while you know i say you can judge them by their records you know their records of service what have they done? How have how effective have they have they been for the community as a whole? And while there there are a lot of them who will argue that they have been you know they've been effective and everything like that, my judgment as a former candidate and longtime community advocate in the city of Albany, as you and the audience well know, I judge it by the state of the community as a whole. And you have to look at the community to look at whether or not representatives of that community, quote unquote, representatives of that community have been effective. And that's where I draw the line, you know, it's okay that you're doing this in the community or you're doing that in the community. And we got a lot of that, you know, we got people out, you know, and in this time of social media, you can always see this one, oh, I've got this going on, I got that going on, or I'm doing this or I'm doing that. But I judge it by the state of community. How safe is the community? How habitable is it in the community? Are people functional in the community? And as you know, we have a serious detriment in the community of color on those things. So 
you know, like this is this is the beginning of the freshman and on the chemical council. But let's go back to the last council. Uh, there were a number of African Americans on the last council. Do you think they represented their their constituents effectively? Well, I think some of them, you know, they they did did things, you know, like uh, uh, Councilman Johnson for his community, he did pretty well for his community. He he stepped up to the community and beyond his community. But again, uh, other other representatives, you know, their voices were very very silent and very ineffective for their community. And again, as I say, judging by the state of the community, as you know, we've had, we, in the community of color, we've had a major issue in the community of color with violence in the community, record levels of violence. Mm -hmm. We have a continuing issue in the community with blight in the community uh, and with lack of opportunity in the community. And there's been very little, if anything, from all representatives as a whole to advance that. I mean, we got a, a community of color whose uh, medium income still remains below the poverty line. We have a, a community where there's very little goods and services to offer. We have, you know, as that has been highlighted, we have a community where there's deserts of food serv of food services, mm -hmm. deserts mm -hmm. of, of health services, you know, pharmacies and things of that nature. So we have great the issues that have need to be addressed and sad to say uh quote unquote leaders of color have been very ineffective on that score and why do you think that is do you think because turnout um of voting is low or other uh, other factors involved well, I think uh, other factors, more factors are involved, not more than the, than the turnout of the vote, because, again, it doesn't matter how many people vote. Once you're put in office, you have a duty and an obligation to advance not only your constituents, but the city you represent as a whole, because, again, these are citywide elected offices that you're, you're talking about. It's not just, you know, you're just elected and you're not a representative of the city. It's a citywide elected offices. And, unfortunately, uh, a lot of a lot of them get into the office and are just there in their seats. I mean, you very rarely hear the council as a whole or even two or three council people standing together to speak out about any issues. You have very rarely see that. You don't see an issue of that. You hear about what was what happened at a council meeting or what happened at something like that, but you very rarely see a council person coming out and coming forward in front of the community about an issue or standing up about an issue or addressing about an issue. The only time you see them is if it's an issue that's before the council or if it's a major, major issue that, you know, it, it grabs the attention of the media. Then you might see them. But other than that, as them stepping out and leading on that type of issue, on them stepping out and standing up for issues like, for instance, bringing greater employment opportunities to the, to the city or standing up and address issues that should be confronted in the city, like uh, the, 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 the development down towards the, where the, the new uh, a bridge park is going to be and how that's going to affect the community, whether it's going to be a negative effect or a positive effect, or, or things like uh, 
when the, the Palace Theater was sold, you know, things of that nature, and how that was a negative or a positive effect or anything like that, or holding people accountable for uh, the promises that were made for affordable housing in the community that does not exist and things of that nature. So, no, their le- leadership was very suspect on that. But it's a part of the structure of the city. Again, we have a strong mayor's office, which is why I ran for mayor. And everything, the buck stops there. It's We have trickle-down government. The, 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 the results and everything trickles down from the mayor's office. But now that they have a majority, I hope they can address it and try to be more aggressive to get more influence and direction in the city than they have. Now, I'm sure that you, 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 you uh, are common council meetings still on Zoom or are they in person? I believe they're still on Zoom for the moment. I'm pretty sure now with everything being rescinded or everything like that, it'll go back uh, to uh, in person. But uh, again, uh, they will drag their feet on that. One of the, the the blessings that they've had, even though with all of the regressive issues and problems that we had in the city, is that they've been able to hide behind the Zoom uh, theaters and hide from the public and not have the issues addressed properly as they need to be addressed publicly. So hopefully they will go back to uh, having live meetings and then, you know, the issues can be raised up because with uh, the weather be about to change, you know, I'm not looking forward to this warm weather. I think we are going to have a very, very negative period when the weather, weather gets warm in the communities of color. And that really? will be the test of the leaders, yes. That will be the test so, of the, the leadership of these individuals that are coming in. So you expect violence? Oh, without a doubt, I, I, I expected to be I expected to be a very very violent summer. I said I expected to be a very very violent summer because the the, the core issues of the violence is not being addressed. One of the issues that I see now in the community, as I said, with the leadership, is as I said, everybody's presenting a picture of leadership, an image of leadership, but the image of leadership is not leadership itself. It's not going into where the issues are and addressing the issues because, you know, we've had a violent winter. We've had a violent winter, but, you know, you you to, for you to see the images that are being presented, that's been totally ignored. Okay. So if the Cameron Council the uh, people of color on the camera council, if they, the expectations and needs of the community, what can be done about that? Well, first and foremost, it's for the community to hold them accountable. It's for the community to stand up and speak up for itself. You can't just let people present an image that you could see and and. and and acknowledge is not true. If someone is not doing an effective job, one of the sad things about the last election is, you know, everybody, all these incumbents and everything got, you know, they were all challenged, but virtually not one incumbent lost their seat. Not one. You know, the only people lost their seats is those that retired. And that's a bad reflection on the involvement of the community in in their issues that re- reflect them. You know, there was no reason, there is no reason that could be seen in any logical argument, in any 
a, a reality-based situation that all incumbents, especially in the communities of color, were elected and reelected. Why? What have they done? Again, and it goes back, look at your community. What have they done to improve the community? What have they done to make your life better in the community, to make safer for the community? Children's lives have been lost in the community. How many opportunities have been lost in the community? I'm out at the uh, not at the, uh, uh, the the covert rollbacks are happening. I mean, people are getting evicted from their homes and droves. And do they have any options to go to any places? Rents are going up, but the wages aren't going up. I mean, they got affordable. They've created affordable housing in the city of Albany that's unaffordable. But yet, you're not hearing anyone speak about that in the community of color about that. You got housing in the city that's opening up. For one bedroom at a thousand dollars, over a thousand dollars for one bedroom, and that's supposed to be the affordable housing that the city's providing. And the only people that can afford that housing are people that are coming from outside the city. You got the, all these buildings that are created, like down on Sheridan Avenue, that where the, the Knickerbocker News Building is, was created. That's not affordable for anybody in that in that surrounding community. There, all outsiders are coming into those buildings. Same thing with the affordable housing that they created up on Central Avenue. That's not affordable for the people that live in that community. People are coming from outside to live into that building, which was the plan all along. And that's the same thing with that building that they're building down on Broadway. So there's a lot of issues that they will have to speak up on. And if they are really, truly interested in the representation of the community of color, then they have to raise their voices on these issues. Okay, so the Cabinet Council meets all year long, right? Yes, twice a month. Right. So these particular issues that you outlined, are they going to come up for discussion or a vote within the next few months, do you think? Uh, Again, as I said, we'll have to see what the agenda of of these representatives are coming in. They have a, a brand new caucus of color in the in the Common Council. So we'll have to see what their agenda produces. I would I would certainly hope so. I would I would hope that they don't wait until the the, the iron gets blazing hot as it will get in the city on things like violence and opportunity and lack of safe for them to take action. I would hope that they have an agenda to get ahead of the situation, but we've seen in the history of the city of Albany that 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 they do not. That uh, basically they they just you know they remain sheltered in that in, in city hall and not focusing on the issues at hand until this until it's too late. And I would say now would be the time for them to step up and address it. I mean we've got issues going on right now, which is which is a hard business as I'm saying, of what's coming in the, in the summer. You, you've seen all the issues going on with the school, with the school district, with mm-hmm. them, you know, suspending 45, chil- 45 children for one school, and with the issues in Albany High, with people getting stabbed and, 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 and hurt in Albany High and excessive violence in Albany High. That is a signal. That should be a, a, a red alert to these leaders about what's coming in the summer. And that's why I'm saying what's going to happen in the summer is going to be a very violent summer because that's a harbinger of what's going to come. So they should be getting ahead of that. 
but yet you you I haven't heard any any major issue any major public effort from them about it, and that's something that needs to be done. Leaders need to be out leading. They need to. Be, you're the leaders. You're the elected leaders. It shouldn't be left to this organization in the in the community or that individual in the community. No, that's your job. You're an elected leader. You need to step up, take the lead on the issues. So you you did read the article in, in the Times Union about the makeup of the Common Council, right? Yes, I did. I did. Okay. So um, as the as the year unfolds, you know, it mm-hmm. would be interesting. It would be interesting when issues do come up or do not come up. If you could come back, you know, and, and and focus on Albany and share your thoughts about what can be done and what should be done and whether the council members are actively trying to represent the people of this city, right? Would you agree? Oh, well. Of course, of course. I'm waiting myself. I'm waiting for live meetings to come out so I can go myself and personally, you know, meet with these new elected leaders of the council to to speak to them about what basically what we've talked about. Because while it's not pursued or pushed by most of the community, I tend to do that when there's a new council 11. Because I like to give, you know, of newly elected councils the benefit of the doubt. You know, this is an opportunity, you know, this is an opportunity for you to make change, to bring something new to the table. But we've done we've been there quite a few a few years now and and the same result has been the same. So I'm hoping when it gets live that I can speak to the council and address, you know, the issues that I feel of concern or feel and point to what they need to do now as opposed to later or don't wait until it's too late to act. Because, again, as I said, I, you know, anybody who has eyes and ears can see that uh, the makings of uh, a summer of tragedy is nearly a, is, is, is in the making, and we need to get ahead of that. What makes you so sure that this summer is going to be violent? Again, one, the weather has everybody cooped up. And two, the signs are all there. Again, when you when you, there ha- this as you as you may or may not you know you know years ago, one of my primary objectives was addressing uh, the violence in schools and things of that nature. I I did a lot of work with um, almost five six superintendents in the city of Albany regarding school violence and everything like that because that was uh, the foundation of what led to violence in the community. The issues that happened in the schools spilled out into the communities and things of that nature. I did a lot of work with schools back in the day, working with uh, uh, Superintendent Johnson, Superintendent Joseph. uh, uh, It goes on and on and on, the the number of superintendents that I worked with on school violence. And that was always the harbinger to the foundation of what sprung off into the communities. And looking at what I'm looking at, because it hasn't been this bad in years in the, in, in, in the school districts. And that led to major, major violence uh, back in the day, you know, in, in, back in the, the day when Dennis was dealing with it and, and they got out of control. And it's about to happen again. And 
it's sad that they, uh, you know, I'm hoping, again, as I said, I'm hoping that they have some type of agenda that they're going to get out as leaders and get ahead of the, ahead of the issue because it's, it's, it's going to happen, and when it happens, it's going to be bad. And, again, you know, how many, you know, you see what's happen, happening in Troy with 16-year-olds and 15-year-olds getting killed over there. That's going to be the same thing that's going to be happening in Albany over the summer, but in, on steroids, unless they get a, ahead of it. So you, were you born and raised in Albany? Yes, I was. Do you think that you'll ever see the day when there'll be multiple parties that will have a chance of attaining office, or do you think it's going to remain one party rule? Well, I think it's going to be, you know, all me Democratic, always going to be Democratic. As I said, I, I spoke to the past uh, candidate, Alicia Purdy, about that very situation uh, uh, a couple of months ago before the election was held. Because, again, the Republican Party, uh, people jump into the Republican race, lose their race, and then they disappear. You know, and then that's it. And then they go out, then the next Republican pops up. You know, if, if the Republican Party cultivates and tries to build themselves something, then maybe something can happen. But, again, the uh, Albany is so strong on Democrats, you know, and people who are quote unquote into the game are not really committed to it. Again, you got a number of people that get in and then they disappear from public view. You never see them come come, or they raise their they raise their their heads at the at the uh, wrong time. But Albany strongly Democratic, and I think we need to focus on making sure that Democratic Party does what needs to be done for the city of Albany. And not just you know hold their feet to the fire, you know hold as democratic voters, we need to hold their their feet to the fire about the state of the city and you know get out and address these issues. I mean, we have so many major issues that just continue to go by the wayside I mean we got a homeless problem on our streets, we got mentally mental mental health issues on the streets that are not addressed again, we got blight, we got lack of opportunity the, the issues are there. Again, and they and they really should have been addressed at the ballot box in this past election, but they were not, and that that that's part of the problem. But I think what needs to be done, we need to hold them to the, their feet to the fire. We need to not walk around with blinders on and act like you know Albany is all so wonderful and everything is going on and it's great, and just focus on the issues that's there and hold their feet to the fire about what it's there because if you don't. They have no reason to act. If you don't hold anybody account, then they have no reason to act. And you believe that the people in the city of Albany do not hold their elected representatives accountable? They, no, not at all. Not at all. You have a, 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 unfortunately, you have a cabal of individuals in the city of Albany. And, you know, people in the city of Albany who basically, you know, are in a place where they, they're fine and that doesn't matter. The rest of what happens in the rest of the city doesn't matter. You know, they're fine. That's it. You know, but no, you're just, you're part of a, of a major whole. You can't just be part of where you want to be part of. And that's just that, you know, and that's one of the, the problems we have with it. Now we got individuals 
and and people who are part of the cabal and anyone who's outside the cabal doesn't matter. But you can't run a city like that because <clears throat> excuse me, you you found a place at the table or you got a, a, a secure place in in the so called system, but the rest of the city does not. You know, what's what good is that doing anything? You know, what good is that doing to anybody or anything or the people that's that's in here? What where's the opportunity for them? Where's the better life for them? Where's the safety for them? Just because it's not your kid getting you know, that's that's dying on the street. It's not it's not your kid who's homeless on the street or are mentally ill on the street. You know, you can't just disregard it. So I think that's the one of the main issues. We gotta deal with things as a whole and people focus on it as a whole, but until we until we do that, it's gonna be, you know, business as usual in the city and that's basically what is a priority and that's what we have to find out. If these new leaders that are coming in are willing not to do business as usual. If they're willing to get in here and try to make changes, if they're trying to try to make real changes, not just changes for political say, changes for political position and everything like that. And that's what we need to do. We need to people if these leaders are going to come in and make real change. You know, you you you've been um active in politics for a while. Let me ask you this question. Do uh-huh. you think do you think that the little like you say cabal uh-huh. let's call it cabal. Do you uh-huh. think that cabal is interested in embracing newcomers into the into the fold or do you think they're happy with just their own little clique. No, no, they're definitely happy with their their little clique. Again, they 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 don't want to hear anything outside of their bubble because again, that means they would actually have to to, to see the reality of the situation. If you're in a, a quote backpack society, which is where one of the main problems we have in the city of Auburn now is that everybody's patting themselves on the back for jobs well done and they haven't done it and the job hasn't been done i mean the problems are, are out there for all to see but you got everybody out patting themselves on the bob on the back uh posting on social media about oh we're doing this we're doing that and what you're doing you know what is it amounting to is it making any effective changes in the city of albany i mean are are we stopping the violence are uh, is there any opportunities being created in the city of Albany for people who have liked them or continue to like them? Is there really affordable housing for people in the city of Albany to to move into? Are we addressing the issues of homeless and mentally ill on the streets of the city of Albany? So it's so many issues that are not addressed. But you know the cabal is not going to address that because that puts into question their very existence as well. So. No, if you're coming in, and I can tell you as somebody who has done that for years, you know, one of the reasons why I have not been embraced, why you never see things like, you know, why nobody has ever nominated me for any awards or anything like that or ever approached me about being part of a committee or or, or part of an organization is because I'm a person who is not going to, you know, toe that, toe that line, who's not going to uh, basically uh, follow 
uh, the dictates of a person. If I see a problem, I'm going to speak about it. If I, if whether it's Democratic Republican, I'm not going to just you know be part of the solution, be to get into a place where I'm fine. And that's why it, that's why it doesn't done. There's many individuals who have worked in the community but who are totally ignored because they're not totally not lying or part of the cabal. And I'm definitely okay. one of those primary. Well, Marlon, our time is up, but as as this year uh, unfolds again, let's do. I invite you on Focus on Albany to talk about, you know, the issues and what's important. So you've been listening to I Marlon Anderson, and I'm Cynthia mm-hmm. Pula. This is Focus on Albany. If you like this show, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Thanks, Marlon. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great day. You're very welcome.